Welcome to That's What Sure Said. I'm Adam. And I'm Brooks. And this is the show where we think long and hard about The Office, Parks and Recreation, and all the other great content produced by Greg Daniels and Michael Schur. Here we go. All right, well, we are back. Back, back from, from vacation. vacation. <laughs> well, we said that exactly the same way. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, this is uh, the 12th episode of the third season. Uh, we're doing the deep dive of the third season, the season three review. And um, yeah, this is, uh, what is this? This isn't like the, because the break really is November 30th to December 14th, which is between the convict and Benihana Christmas. So that's like the two week break. But then it goes just after that. Actually, no, wait, this actually, there is a pretty big gap here. Yeah. There's a. My bad, I read that wrong. Um, it's about a little like two and a half weeks. It looks like mm-hmm. not not a full three weeks or two weeks, but yeah, two and a half weeks um, since the Benihana Christmas episode, and back from vacation where Michael is returning from uh, his visit to Jamaica, Sandals, Jamaica. Yeah, which is where he was going to go with uh, Carol. Um, mm-hmm. but at the end of Benihana Christmas, we get, uh, him making a phone call to someone. We don't know who and he's like, Hey, you want to go to Sandals, Jamaica? And he's like, wow. Okay, cool. You know? So, so we know he goes with someone, mm-hmm. but we don't know who until this episode. Yeah. And it's kind of like the way they set that up at the end of Benihana Christmas. It's like, it's a pretty short scene, little, little scene. You don't even you don't even hear the voice on the other end. You just, yeah, it's like a little so, teaser. You yeah. Know? So then I, I like, I wonder, you know, cause I wasn't watching this on the air at the time, but I wonder if people, if that, if they had kind of like forgotten. So like when he right. comes back and all this whole thing unfolds with him and Jan being there together, it's like, Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Jan was the mystery woman. Right. Yeah, I mean, because it's like it hadn't been that long, but you're right. Maybe if, you know, it's like in between, it's like during Christmas time for a lot of people, they kind of just, you kind of like, oh, yeah, the office is on, but you kind of forget that last scene, maybe, unless you were really like super into the show. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, so he um, he comes back, and well, first of all, <laughs> this is where we, we find out that uh, Hannah has left. Um, but oh, yeah. through a very, very quick um, Pam note, she has a note on her desk, or she doesn't have a note on her desk, but she tells Michael as soon as he comes back uh, yeah. that she quit because she was hard to be a working mother. And uh, well, while she's saying that, you know, Michael's just kind of, uh, you need to chillax, Pam. Like, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah, um, talks to Stanley, you know, you, you got you know, to be more like your Jamaican brothers, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, lots of, you know, he's already off to a great start um, and with this season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or this half of the season. So, um, yes, yeah. So he basically, he uh, has a photo that he wants to share with his friend Packer, who he knows will appreciate this because, you know, it's him hanging out with a girl with, uh, you know, Topless. with her shirt off. And, yeah, they're in, they're in Jamaica. So he wants to show it off because he likes to show Jamaica. off to Todd, you know. Like, yeah. Todd's his kind of... Uh, no one would appreciate this more than Todd Packer. Exactly. So, you know, um, gives him a gives him a quick email. Packaging at uh, Dunder Mifflin. I, uh, oh. oh. Oop. He already sent it, didn't he? <laughs> oh, I just got it from someone else, though. Wow. 
<laughs> yeah, I love that. I love how he's reacting to it as Michael's discovering that he sent it to the wrong person. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's such great writing and like delivery in terms of like having a phone conversation, yeah. you know, it's like they're not acting in the same right. room. So and then, it must be a different dynamic. Right, right. And then he like goes and, you know, asks Daryl, you know, <laughs> about it. He's just so nonchalant too. You could see it on his, yeah. it's on his like desktop while he's eating. He's, he's a, a very, very busy, busy guy. guy. <laughs> did you, what, what was the last thing he says? Cause he, he basically is like talking about, like, did you are, did you share, um, did you share that email that, you know, or did you already forward that email to everybody? And he's like, yep. And then he's like, did you, did you get the email <laughs> that I sent saying that it was a mistake? And he's like, I'm very busy, Mike. And he's like, did you forward that email? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he basically yeah. is looking, he's like finding his, oh man, this, that one's just so good. It's such a good beginning of this, <laughs> to the, the break when we come back. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah. So, uh, Anything else that you want to talk about on this begin the beginning of this part of the episode? Um, you know, I think this is just well, I just I was in general, like this episode is like the first I think we start to really see Jan like start to crack. Yes, that's true. Which is kind of weird because before this, whenever we've seen Jan, she's always been very professional very like straight man so to speak you know no like she's playing it straight uh for the jokes to bounce off of but yeah but now this is like the beginning of the end for jan the professional consummate professional yeah no it's true i mean you know you've got moments here or there where she's like you know obviously where they kiss at the chilies before that and like where, you know, she has little moments where she's kind of starting to crack, but this is like kind of like where someone actually took the little hammer and cracked the egg fully. You know, it's you yeah. really get, you know, because you're really starting to understand that, wow, this is serious now because they just went to Jamaica together. Um, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, yeah, so it's, <laughs> I love how big that the, they have the big poster up of it. <laughs> yeah, Kevin. Oh, man. What does he say? He's like, I don't have a lot of art. <laughs> Um, yeah. It's so, so and then of course I love the, the, um, at the end of the episode where you think, you know, when she, when she shows up, you're there the whole time thinking she's, he's, Michael's about to get in trouble and scolded and, you know, yeah. and everyone, no one says anything, but it's just this weird feeling and she, you know, it's coming off as like, she's playing it off, but she's about to like chew him out. Cause she knows that what he just did. You know, and it's it's just that feeling. It's funny because it's like it, it takes the entire episode takes the feeling Michael has, which is like anxiety and terror that you're mm. about to get in trouble, and like yeah. reflects on the entire episode. And then you know, yeah. she sits in his desk, and you're thinking, "Oh man, this is this is worse than I thought." You know, and then of course she's yeah, just, like she's basically then at that point like, "Hey, like I actually uh, maybe this is a, f- a good idea. Maybe we should be together." Because my therapist thinks I need to try other things or whatever, you know. Lower my expectations. Lower my expectations. Or just, <laughs> what is she, like, read, like Re- redefine the, the term. Sense of the yeah, the sense yeah. of the word. <laughs> yeah. Being happy. Yeah. yeah. No, that's such a great, like, uh, like, fake out. Yeah, great. Because, yeah, Jan has always been so 
just strict and stuff and and that's how she's acting but she's actually kind of oblivious yeah which is funny because like down there in the warehouse there was that big poster but it's like she couldn't see it you know yeah and isn't this the this is where we get michael's uh line that's like and i (laughs) also in addition (laughs) feel the same feelings to you or she's like oh god (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh man yeah that, no that's great i love that whole, that's it's it's a great episode um but uh yeah so let's move on to the 13th episode the lucky number 13 traveling salesman mm, traveling salesman. yeah big ensemble episode get lots of pairings here yes. as the salesmen go off to do uh Sales Multiple calls, sales, yeah. I guess it's like an amazing race. Like you know, oh, is it like a, like a prize or no? It's just you just just first first. To, it's just teams just of two, <laughs> and we're all running out real fast. So why is time. it amazing? And then he throws the keys <laughs> under the car. <laughs> yeah, so that one's this is good because you get a lot of pairings. Um, it's kind of like you know you get Ryan with uh, Stanley, which is really funny. Hi, hi, hi. <laughs> Remember that. <laughs> yeah, and then you get Karen with uh, with Phyllis, and she decorates her mm-hmm. a little bit, um, <laughs> gives her a makeover. Yeah, and and all of the wonderful uh, you know uh, in car shots. You yeah, know, with the, like the little mini cameras. Yes. There's like lots of that in this episode because they're driving around and a lot of little moments in the car. I kind of wish uh, we had that more in like sitcoms. You know, like um, something distracting about like. A green screen with a car where they're like filming it. You know, I like how they do it with them just actually driving, but then have the car, you know, have the camera right there just yeah. in that spot. It's, it's cool. It's cool. I, you know, I think it's, uh, it's well done. As opposed to like Seinfeld or something. Yeah. <laughs> where the background, you could see all the cars getting annoyed by the slow camp, the slow car filming it. So it goes around them. <laughs> I, I noticed that all the time, like when the, the cars are <laughs> constantly going around the car. Cause you can tell it's going slow on the street to film. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyways, tangent. Um, so yeah. yeah, so this one's great. And then of course we get Michael starting to, Michael and Andy and, and Andy starting to slowly, uh, plant seeds to eradicate Dwight. Um, yes. And then, yeah, this is yeah. where Andy's master scheme comes to fruition. <laughs> Just taking all those little, little tidbits of about light. Just shrewded that. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's just this thing. I don't know. It's just this thing around your office that everyone says. It's, People say, they say it's, they sh- when you mess something up, you shrewded something. You think it's from <laughs> Dwight Shrew? <laughs> I don't know. How do words? What does he say? He's like, we're, we're like, well, yeah. We're, I don't know how words words come together weird. Yeah, like, oh man, I can't, I can't. <laughs> but basically, yeah, that like something really small. That's just like, uh, I don't know how words are formed. Uh, yeah, who knows how words yeah, are formed? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. There it is. is. <laughs> um, and then there's the uh, where he's like talking about. Uh, he's talking about something, and then Michael's just like Hawkman. <laughs> My plan is taking longer than I thought. <laughs> oh my god uh, you're right that's so funny it's just like michael just got like 
in his own, like lost on his own <laughs> tangent in his head. And while Andy was like talking, right. he like got fixated on the Superman thing. <laughs> Hawkman. He's like, dang, he wasn't listening. Because <laughs> you can see Andy's face is disappointed when he says that too. Um, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so that one's, that's great. And then you have uh, Jim and Dwight obviously together and, you know, shows their, uh, the picture of them together when they're, uh, uh, originally, when they were originally selling together, like years ago, yeah, even though it looks yeah. like it's from the 1980s or something, I don't understand like why they both look so, <laughs> you know, like they have like, afros and like they're. It's like what? <laughs> what? <laughs> they don't have afros. No, one of I think a couple. Dwight's Dwight's hair is like a little bit. But I thought Jim's bushier. hair was also like Jim's hair was small no. was shorter. It was like a little like, kind of like slicked back and kind of right. And then, like, no, I thought Jim's hair was like the same, just like even maybe a little bit messier. Let me, let me than... look this up really quick because I want to, I just want to see uh, sales photo, I guess that would be. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, Dwight definitely has like bushy hair. He kind of looks like, um, like later, like how Harold Ramis's hair was like later in his <laughs> life. You know, agree? He'd like yeah. really grow out a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jim, yeah, he just looks like he's got a little weird boy's haircut, you know, like really short, <laughs> a really short version of what he has now, like some awkward bangs yeah. and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like he got like a $5. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, haircut. To look, as she so lovingly put it, not homeless. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, so yeah, so that, so this, this episode doesn't end well for Dwight. He thinks that his lifelong dream of dying at his desk is is shattered, um, but luckily, that's not the case. I guess that's lucky for him. <laughs> I don't know. Is it good that he probably dies at his desk? I don't know. Probably for Dwight. Yeah, for Dwight. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So Michael confronts Dwight about his sketchy lateness going into New York to cover for, There's this whole for Angela. thing. Yeah. Cover for yeah. Angela. And we've, I, I think we might've been over this in terms of like, at first it didn't, it, what didn't always make sense to me, like why it would be so obvious that Dwight was in a relationship with Angela. Right. If like just, he had just done, admit it. Cause like kind of thing. He should just admit it. Yeah, yeah because like Michael assumes mm-hmm. that Mike uh, that Dwight did it because he is like obsessed with making the company look good and yeah. all that stuff. So well, you just but you know you I tell you tell Michael you'd be like, look, all right, like I, I know you're not good with secrets, but this is what's happening. I don't want to like get in trouble, but I also don't want <laughs> this to come out. Yeah, yeah, we're cool. Yeah, let's like you know, but uh, you know they don't have the storyline without that, I guess. And also, does it make you kind of have to like? They're kind of like setting Andy up more as the villain than anything. True. Um, yeah, that's true. Because Andy's like trying to fill this void that Dwight leaves behind, and it doesn't. Yeah, doesn't work out too well. Um, so, yeah, let's see. So yeah, at the end of the episode, he basically resigns you know to to cover for angela and all this stuff and then you know basically he would have had to quit or get fired if he didn't admit it so you know he he does that um but the next episode episode 14 the return we get a couple returns actually 
Mm-hmm. We get uh, Sir Oscar Martinez coming back. But the whole yep. episode is kind of like setting up for his return, setting up, you know, making his party, uh, you know, making the lemonade, actually a Spanish lemonade, lemonada. Yeah, that, that accent. Yeah. Very important. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and this is where Andy starts to fail at filling the Dwight-sized hole in Michael's heart. Yeah. Uh, because on the one, uh, well, for one, you know, apparently Dwight was like taking care of Michael's plants and like resetting his desk and doing all this stuff that Michael thought like the cleaning people did. And so there's that. And then there's also Andy. He's starting to get on Michael's nerves. <laughs> I love it when he's behind the door and he's like, how could someone have such low, like, <laughs> Awareness. awareness self-awareness you know because it's just like that's always him you know um exactly and uh yeah i love his thing about like we'll, we'll go home get our lost on take a take a quick nap then hit the <laughs> hit the town <laughs> no i don't want to do any of that hit the tizown oh man it's so funny and so yeah you've got uh, and then you've got jim's prank that ends up backfiring kind of in a funny i mean not really backfiring but you can tell Jim's like, well, went too yeah. far. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Once he yeah, hangs up whole, his phone. I, <laughs> I mean, I think it's a great prank because yeah. it's like it's like pretty annoying, yeah. but it's also one of those things where this is a prank that's probably annoying the rest of the office too. Like, right. I wonder how many of Jim's pranks like really piss off the rest of the office because it's like really <laughs> right, right. Like, like the present where they he wraps his whole desk up and it's just nothing. <laughs> but yeah. like, <clears throat> yeah, no, it's that is true. I mean, uh, he even tries to. He first tries Karen like a couple times, like, "Hey, you want to prank him?" And then, then, then he, she's like, "Nah, I'm too busy." And then she asks Pam. He asks Pam finally, and then they she helps him. And then of course Karen's kind of getting a little jealous, but it's like you know, it's like man. It's a it's an interesting dynamic how they have that kind of also the love triangle mixed in with the the whole Andy thing and Jim pranking and you know what I mean it's kind of it's in the in the plot it's yeah. it's very well orchestrated and written together you know how they yeah um, pranking is like an official love language in the office yeah it's, it's true. how it's how these characters show their love for one another <laughs> so uh, yeah so Andy punches the hole in the wall. And Michael, <laughs> Michael realizes he made a big mistake because he fired the the one person who loves the office more than anything. And right, and then Michael goes so, out something else. to go get Dwight, and he realizes mm-hmm. his car was a convertible <laughs> in the snow, and that you know typical Michael. Yeah. And then he ends up in Staples, and I like how he actually ends up like going up to this one guy who looks like Dwight. And oh, yeah, hey, Dwight, Dwight. Dwight. Oh. And then he's like, and then he goes up to Dwight, and he's like, "Well, if you go for it, it's your funeral." <laughs> he's talking to a customer about <laughs> yeah. whatever they wanted to buy. I do like Dwight in Staples. Like, I like his moments there where he's yeah. like staring at the customer. <laughs> I will be here if you need anything. <laughs> if you need anything, I will literally be standing right here. Right here. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to see more. I want to see more deleted scenes with Dwight and Stacey. Yeah, and like all his interviews and <laughs> all his coworkers, like the oh yeah, the woman who is in other comedy <laughs> yeah. stuff. So that one's really good. That's uh, th- this one's gr- directed by Greg Daniels, but written by Michael Schur and Lee Eisenberg and Gene 
Stupniski. So yeah, lots of lots of big, you know, it's a all hands on deck big episode. episode. And then uh, Andy sent to uh, management training, uh, anger management. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but still management yeah. on the path. It's kind of funny because it's like foreshadowing to when he's sent to like management retreat with oh, from yeah. David Wilderness with his, with his like son. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so this is cool because it was cool to have Dwight come back at the end of this one. Um, and then he kind of thinks, it's like, wow, thanks, guys. This is for me. And it's got like, welcome back, Oscar, <laughs> and like the Spanish, all the Spanish stuff. And and then he yeah. he, he gets to like hit the pinata. Like, and he's like the one who destroys the pinata at the end <laughs> yeah. of the episode. Yeah, he's like yelling like a samurai yeah. or something. Like, oh, yeah. Doesn't he walk in while he's destroying it? And then he like walks out because he's like, it's he's like too, too soon. soon or something. <laughs> or it's like he yeah. has Gil with him or something. Like, that's what mm-hmm. it was. Um, all right. Well, so uh, let's go ahead and go on to the 15th one, which is uh, one of our best presidents, Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> That's right. Well, I actually wasn't president. <laughs> yes, but Bill Franklin was. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This Yeah, this one's fun. This is a funny just kind of like, eh, it's just kind of just a fun little episode you know like there's really not not much to it it's just kind of a it's just kind of a little fun themed episode there was just like yeah it's funny because it's just about one thing which is like the bachelorette and bachelor parties before phyllis phyllis and bob vance's wedding so uh ben franklin is the entertainment for the bachelorette party and um well, Frankly, kind of a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gordon. Gordon. My name is Gordon. And, of course, played wonderfully by Andy Daly, uh, one of my favorite guest appearances on The Office. Just his character is just... Yeah, he's great. I don't know. It's just so funny because it's like... It just seems like that's what a <laughs> Ooh, Ben Franklin impersonator saucy. would be like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, Yeah. I don't know. It just fits. So it just feels like it fits perfectly. Um, so, and then of course we have for the bachelor party, we have Elizabeth, yeah, the stripper. <laughs> uh, ordered, we ordered. A- well, she's a dance. <laughs> yeah, I specifically asked for a stripper. Yeah, I'm a stripper. <laughs> yeah. That, oh man, that's so funny. Because oh, okay, it's like- well then you should announce yourself as such. <laughs> it's like Bob's like literally down there and he's like, no, no, go ahead for, you know, it's all you. And it's like, it's yeah. all for Michael. And then he's just like super uncomfortable with it. Cause of Jan, he's thinking about Jan or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. Cause every time it's hilarious. Cause both times she does, she's like dancing on someone. It's like, she's dealing like the, the light, like in the finale when she does that, uh, on oh, Dwight. Yeah. And he's like complaining the whole time about like, <laughs> not getting like food or something where's the menu yeah and it's like and it's like i want to hear about the specials. both times she gets hired by these people she's she dances on these two on a uh, weirdo and then she's put to work to sit like do sales or something <laughs> <laughs> this is the time we hired you you will you will be working for the the, the remainder of the time oh man um yeah yeah there's lots of good lots of good little little quotable mm-hmm. moments you know secret secrets yeah, are no fun gives- Secret yeah, secrets exactly. hurt someone. Just gives Michael advice. That's, and then Ben Franklin. Uh, that's good. 
the women are the weaker sex. Uh, it's just like, he's just like a jerk about it. Um, yeah. So this was just a fun little, you know, Todd, we get some Todd Packer, right? Todd Packer's there, right? But it's weird. Cause is he not in the, is he not in the actual like bachelor party part? Cause I remember he's in the office. He's like, um, you gotta have a stripper. It's one on one. And then I don't remember seeing him after that. Yeah. What was it? Maybe he was on the, on the phone. No, he was in person because he breaks the pencil. <laughs> I remember. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then he's like what? talking about like you don't have a stripper, you know. And he's maybe maybe he leaves because there's no stripper. And then even though Michael gets one, he doesn't come back. I, yeah, I like know, I'm for... just kind of I don't remember any other scenes with Packer. Yeah. You would think Packer would have maybe at least gotten one because it's Packer. Because huh. why else would? Maybe he. Here's the thing. Maybe I got it. He's like a traveling salesman, right? So he's just like stopped by, heard about the bachelor party he was throwing for Bob. He wasn't going to go to it. He was uh-huh. just like telling him like, oh, man, you got to get a stripper. That's whatever. And then he just like went back on his sales travels, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because kind of like Danny Cordray. What happened to that guy? <laughs> I guess he just went on the road again, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Good point. So, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess I, I do like. I'll say one more thing about this episode, unless you want to say more. Um, I like. I like the end when he's quizzing him about everything. Like, he's like, <laughs> who invented? Or like, uh, are you nearsighted or farsighted? I'm both. That's why I invented the bifocal. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's I so love great. that ending. That's funny. And like how they're positioned. Like he's like got the football. Ben Franklin's sitting. He's sitting down and and Dwight's like kind of walking around him like he's interrogating, interrogating him. Yeah, him. with the he's got the football That's and he great. gets closer to him and like, yeah. <laughs> oh man, like kind of puts it down on the table. Only yeah. things he would know, because <laughs> because then that was the whole point. Is Jim actually tells him he's like the real Ben Franklin? He's like, no, he's not. And he actually kind of is like, wait, <laughs> like what? The tyrant King George, of course. <laughs> Um, okay, so the next one is kind of the cringiest one ish of all time for me at least. I'm like it's like, man, it's uh the sixteenth episode, Phyllis's wedding. Yeah, I feel like you've always felt cringier. You you've felt more cringed. I've been I've you've, you've been encringed upon more I've felt than very <laughs> encringed upon on this episode, yes. Uh whereas I I definitely I see where you're coming from, but I don't know. I just I think it's I think it's really funny. It's not it's not as Oh no, I mean I me. think it's funny. I guess I just yeah, think yeah. it's got more it's got so many moments with Mike, more moments than normal where Michael is just like over the top like insane. You know, like and like like ruining a moment. Yeah, you know, like I don't know. It feels like like over like I don't know. It's like, and he's ruining their wedding day. Like, literally, like, they're going to remember all right. these annoying moments every time they think of their wedding, you know? And it's like... <laughs> and and the um, reception, like, speeches and stuff, oh, like gosh. the toasts. Yeah. Like, that's, that, that is kind of something that, like, I mean, obviously... Oh, and the ceremony. He, like... <laughs> now I present to you for the first time ever, Mr. and Mrs. Bob Vance. Right, and it's like... And then everyone just... And do you... <laughs> Bob Pan to take her. <laughs> uh, I do like he's, oh, I do like his po I do, I do like his like uh his toast where he's um you know where <laughs> that Webster's dictionary defines <laughs> wedding, wedding as, as the 
fusing together of two metals. <laughs> and then he's like talking about like yeah, uh, you know, in, in in high school we used to call Phyllis Easy Rider, you know. <laughs> Just <laughs> And when he says that Bob, Bob like so looks mad. at him real quick. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. I love oh, that. You're out of here. Um <laughs> So this is one where Michael is just, he's just, every chance he he gets, he's uh, yeah, making, full tilt. making uh, uh, Phyllis feel awkward, you know, like, did you break wind? Um, wow, that's <laughs> pungent. Yeah, it's like, she's just, pungent. he's just like, like making her feel self-conscious on her wedding day. It's like. <laughs> he tries to fix her oh hair. Oh my gosh. She's like, your hair, it's like, get, get, off, get out of here. <laughs> Trying to take it. Then he tries to take over the pictures. Um, and then he, oh, like, yeah. um, yeah, he's got all the toasts and then in the wedding, he's making such a big deal. Elbert that his, <laughs> he gets so mad at Elbert for standing. Uh, and then he drags the, the wheelchair like a, kid. like a little kid. Um, but he redeems himself because, uh, he brings, he finds uncle Al He brings uncle Al. Yeah. Back. He redeems himself by luck. Yeah, basically, he basically right place, right basically time. bumps into him outside of the of the venue, and then like he's like, she's like you found him. <laughs> That's literally the only way he got he got out of that entire Phyllis not hating him probably for the rest of his life was that he <laughs> happened to find like. <laughs> he's like okay, Uncle dude, Al. you got to keep it together. <laughs> um, you were a real life wedding crasher, and I I have to boot you, man. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, and then that's so, also kind of um, got the that's also actually got the um the little love square uh, with Roy kind of coming back into the picture with Pam, and then Jim kind of seeing Pam leave with Roy, and then it's yeah. like there's that thing, and yeah, so we get that yeah. little uh, that's kind of a little uh, drama they throw in at the end of the episode. Um, all right, so episode seventeen, uh, we got business school, and this is uh, directed by Joss Whedon actually. <clears throat> mm. the uh, Justice League director. That's what he's known for now as. Yeah, so this is a, this is an interesting one. One that I, Another one that I always kind of like, it's kind of almost in that category of too Michael cringy again in terms of like mm-hmm. everything. Everything he does once he, <laughs> like in this episode. May your hats hot fly as high as your dreams. But it just doesn't apply. Yeah, well... <laughs> Yeah, just oh my gosh, he rips up a kid's book. <laughs> yeah, that kid's face is just oh like, my gosh, like so blank. <laughs> literally, like, and he's like, oh, but the the lesson's priceless. Um, yeah, and then uh, yeah, so th- so this one's good, you know, because you get a little bit of Ryan. I-, I like the scene where he's like explaining, and he's like, oh, but he's introducing me, and you could tell he's like, you can hear him down the other side saying like, Dunder Mifflin <laughs> is falling apart. We're they're slowly losing, uh, you know, support, and they're they're not they can't stay in this. They're economy either unwilling or unable to, to adapt. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, and then uh, and obviously he shows up with his little uh, music box that he always shows up with uh, his little tape player, um, and and his mini mounds bar. Oh my gosh, I do like that. I do like how he that one part where he's like, you'll make a hundred grand. <laughs> and then he just throws it at people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like hits someone who's like typing. Yeah. The only part, only part of this episode that I just kind of like, like can't stand with that. I loved that I first saw it is the joke with, uh, 
you know, um, write that one down. And then everyone in the entire place starts typing. Remember that joke? Like that to me, that's like the most forced joke of the entire part. Cause it's like, first of all, at this point, no one's listening to this guy. No one's going to write down what he says. And like, I get the joke, but it just, it's kind of like one of those where it bothers me the more I've seen it. Cause like, I loved it when I first saw it. I was like, ha ha, that's funny. Cause everyone just isn't writing yeah. anymore. And, but it's like too but perfect. It's just too, like, they're all, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're all typing all at once. And like, what are they actually writing down? Don't like, write you know, things they, down. Type or, you know, write them down. Like, you know, like the life is, a, yeah, like exactly. It's just like kind of like, uh. Well, cause what he was saying, what we, what he was telling them to write down was like, that in paper, that paper is like the most important thing, and like you can't <laughs> learn anything without paper. Like it was such a like gen- it was yeah, it was like not like a real it's, fact yeah. or like a real. It was like a, I don't know. So like yeah, that that's the only part that I just kind of just like roll my eyes every time. Oh, he was saying he was saying that co- he was specifically saying that computers were just for like games. and oh, stuff. right. And that real business is done on paper. Now write that yeah. down. And, and then they're writing that down. So real business <laughs> is done on paper. Yeah, it's like they're all writing that down at that moment. It's just like too much. <laughs> to me, it's just too much. I don't know. I can't take it. So no, it's a good point. Like next time I see that, I'm gonna have to think of it that way. It's, yeah, it's so weird. Um, yeah, because at that point he had already established himself as being an idiot. You know, so it's like yeah. it, you know, it'd be different if there was the beginning of the thing and it's the first thing he said. People are engaged, but no. It feels like a bit of a. That feels to me like Josh Whedon humor, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's such a Justice League moment. <laughs> Sorry, Joss. <laughs> you're never living this. We know you're. We know you're listening. Uh, we know sorry. you've directed some good things, like the Avengers and Buffy. Buffy and well, not the second Avengers. I don't like that one. But anyways, so I just you know I think that you're right. You're totally right about that. It's very that's probably a Joss moment. He's like, you know what? That'd be funny. Everyone just type when he says that. Oh my gosh, you'll be so funny. <laughs> It's my Josh Whedon. Oh, man. Impression. So funny. Um, <laughs> uh, and also it's funny because he's like, in, he's a comic book writer too. So he's like really about paper and stuff too. So oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so he would say something like that. And yeah. And that's also a medium that's like, there's like a lot. I mean, I don't, you know, really read a lot of comics, right. but there's like, you know, there's like digital comics, but there's also like something to be said about like having oh, yeah. that, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, even more so than like books, I feel like. For sure, um, yeah. Like I feel like if I ever owned any other comic other than the ones I own, I I would only probably buy it physical copy at this point, just because of what they are. It's like a vinyl, you know. I'm not gonna buy a digital copy mm. of a vinyl, <laughs> like you know. It's like, yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah. So, so yeah. Then at the end of the episode, you know, Ryan uh, kind of get kind of gets in trouble for uh, basically saying that they're going to be obsolete and all this stuff. And uh, he thinks he's going to be fired. But uh, in fact, he's actually just uh, sent to the back. This happens to him a lot of times in the series where he gets in trouble by being uh, moved around the office into a different seat. Um, But now he's getting uh, put behind Kelly um, (laughs) right in that annex next to Toby. So I I think he actually did this more to to bother Toby, right? (laughs) Yeah, this is this is a weird. This is like maybe my maybe it's just like Michael didn't really want to punish him, so he's just like trying to think of something arbitrary. Um, But yeah, who knows uh, what Michael's true sort of like how he came up with that idea of like 
you know, I need to, I need to discipline him because he was insubordinate, but like, I'm not going to fire him. He's the hottest guy in the Right. Office. It's like his favorite, you know, yeah, it's his favorite person. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. So I think he knew, well, what's the one, who's the one person that bothers him a lot that I can kind of like sit him next to, you know, and he, he realized that, you know, it was like Kelly. Kelly's that one person who's like obsessed with him. He's always like, uh, I don't know, you know, kind of thing, at least at this point in their relationship. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then by season nine, he's like chasing her to Ohio. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so what were some of the, oh, this is, is this the one, uh, this is the one where Pam has her art show? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the other sort of plot in this, uh, in this episode where, Nobody comes to Pam's art show except for Oscar and Gil, and they motel kind of motel art. <laughs> yeah, and um, and yeah, it's not looking great for Pam. She's about to pack things up, and Michael shows up. Uh, he made it. He's a little late, but he had to rush across town. And um, it's this is like a very touching moment, and it's. I don't know. This is kind of like I alluded to this earlier uh, when we were talking about the episode Diwali, you know, talking about how Michael tries to kiss Pam and how yeah. like there's all this, this history of Michael sexually harassing Pam in like a variety of, of ways ranging from like comments about her appearance to like, you know, sort of singling her out as like a sexual object to like trying to kiss her. And so in this scene at the end of business school, like he is genuinely sort of doing like a good thing for her and like being there for her in sort of like a father figure kind of way. And so they, they, they hug, they like embrace because it's like a, because no one basically no one like, was supporting her, so she was like she hugged him. Because he's like she hugged he's him, like I'm right. really proud of you, and then she hugged him, and then she's like backs yeah. up, and she's like wait a second, is that? She, no, well, she's like I think while she's hugging him, she's like, is there something in your pocket? Yeah. And it's like setting you up for this horribly cringy moment because we've seen Where him. He's got a B O N. Yeah. So, uh, but no, but he just says chunky monkey, which again is a diversion. Uh, it's a candy bar. Right. And then <laughs> so at that point, holds it's, it it's weird because it kind of looks like Pam is kind of still grossed out. And then she kind of like, like she, you know, it's kind of like weird because she <laughs> yeah. doesn't, it's not like she hugs him and she's like, oh, okay. And then she just like hugs him again. Right. So she's like, it's almost like she because he might as well have yeah, that, you know because of his history. With that's kind of like yeah, it's like just a weird. She's like still feeling weird no matter what, even though he didn't. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. It's like even though he didn't do anything, it's still it's just still, like uh, it's kind of close. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's it, which it's funny because with uh, I kind of slightly agree with uh, Gil. Um, unfortunately her art is really boring in that art show. Like <laughs> it, it is just like a picture of a stapler, you know, or like, it's like, come <laughs> on, you, you know, like what do you expect? There's, yeah. There's not much, uh, there's not much there to sort of describe. Uh, it's just, you know, it's, it's not bad. And I think that the office one is the best one. The one that, that they, that Michael ends up actually buying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the other, other, like the mug and <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I get it. Um, so, yeah, so then we move on to 
the J.J. Abrams-directed episode, written by mm. Paul Lieberstein, uh, 18, Cocktails. Um, this yes. is another out-of-office episode. Um, yeah, yeah, Party at David Wallace's. Yeah. I, I I don't know if it's the same. I don't know if it's the same house. I don't. I don't think it's the same house as branch closing. But well, it's hard to tell because it's at night and they only show it from a few different angles. But, I yeah. I think I think it it's got to be one of those things that you have to assume that it's one of those big houses like on a corner. Yeah. So there's like two. There's like like a side door and then there's like the front door. Right. And so like branch closing, maybe we were seeing like the front door. Yeah. And I wonder if it's like the other seasons later when, when like, uh, Michael visits him after the buyout and stuff in season six, like, is that the same house from, you know, when he's backing out the big driveway, like that looks different, like a different house. And so it's basically, we see a lot of David Wallace houses. It's hard to tell like which ones are the same. Um, yeah. And there's definitely like, I don't probably not all of those, but some of those are the same. Yeah, I think at least some of them definitely. I'm sure the or maybe yeah. the earlier seasons like like this this episode. And, I, and I'm pretty sure they also used different houses for the interior and exterior. Yeah, no, I'm sure the interior the interior was like that could have been anything, you know. But I'm, I feel like the exterior that's like where yeah. I'm wondering what that is. But um, yeah. So this one's really good. This is a you know um. Dwight's checking the house for problems and mold and <laughs> uh, checking the fire alarms, um, all that stuff. But then Good. we've got Jim and Karen and, uh, you know, they're Karen's kind of messing with Jim trying to, trying to be like, Oh, I've dated, I dated that guy over there. Sorry. You know, trying to kind of make a point on the passive aggressive point about Pam a little bit. Yeah. Right. Cause that she just found out from, it was in the traveling salesman episode um, yeah. from Phyllis that, that all that happened. So that's when they kind of, this is, that's when the Karen's starting to figure out what happened in their past with Jim and Pam. So she's kind of messing again, with them you know, a little bit. Again, I'll say it. Pranks are a love language yeah. in the office. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's how, I mean, it's, it's like Karen is messing with Jim and in a way it's playful, but it's also kind of like passive aggressive, exactly. you know? Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, <laughs> so like, they play some uh, hoops, David Wallace and Jim. Um, <laughs> uh, what else? What else we got? Uh, I don't oh, know. That's it. Where Michael, to begin? <laughs> Michael with uh, Jan. This is uh, where we really get to. Oh my God. This is kind of where they they sign their love their love letter thing. Love contract. Love contract and uh, I'm gonna get mine framed. <laughs> And I love it because it's like it starts out the whole episode up until the certain point. Like it's like basically you're like, gosh, like Michael is looking like an idiot. And Jan is just Jan where she's kind of the straight, the straight woman, the straight man, you know. So it's like then there's a point where she gets you're like, oh, man, she's going to like yell at him once again. And then she starts making yeah. out with him and she's like, just, just, <laughs> just. And then. And he's like, stop it. No, no means no. And it's just so funny because he's like, he's like in the bathroom and she's trying to have sex with him. And he's like, no, I don't want, no, stop it. No means please don't. It's so, it's so funny. So it's like, oh, man, I, I just love. Yeah. Another little peek into the, the, uh, the crumbling of Jan's psyche. Oh, man, it's so funny. Yeah. Cause it's like, he's making an idiot of himself the entire party. 
and she's kind of she's this is the party she's gonna tell David Wallace that they're dating and it's like she like when they first meet David Wallace um their their whole thing yeah. last time was let you know Michael said that he was like that he was like hooking up with Jan and then it's Josh like you hooked up with Jan <laughs> that that little meeting or whatever so it's like and then that's when David Wallace has hears that from you know during that meeting and then uh right and then, and then they have oh, to play yeah, it so, off as like a joke yeah that's right so that was like back in that was back in season two, but well, no, but was that it? I don't know when did I think Wallace was season three, right? Yeah, I, don't, I just no, no, huh? no, that was season two. We have been talking about was... this, you know, today, so we yeah, should know yeah. it. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. Um, so yeah, so that's an interesting. So callback. I mean, some time has passed, but you're right in the sense that like we go from this, like basically the first impression David Wallace has of Michael, because that's when yeah Michael's missing. Uh, meeting him for the first time is right. this weird like okay he made a joke but then like this other guy took it the wrong way and <laughs> yeah. like okay whatever i'm just it, they seem fine you know yeah and then so what like a year a year and a half later they're dating now and like that's just normal like that is right. kind of a weird thing that goes unexplained david wallace is not the best at like discipline or like figuring out how to deal with relationships in the office or <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah, just let just him like deal with the money. Managing a team of executives. I mean, he yeah. is the charge of the money, so just let him deal with the money. True. <laughs> um, I think I think the best the person that deals with all of them is uh, Joe Bennett. I think she has the best, like, just no nonsense, like deal. How, knows how to like reposition, like punish or try to tell people what to do or whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, but she comes in later, so. Uh, yeah, so this one's great because it's you know it like I said, it's another um, out of office one, and then they also have uh, where they go to the bar as a as an office group where it's like Jim or like Pam and Roy are starting to kind of date again, but mm-hmm. uh, the whole episode she's kind of like realizing she probably should tell him about the gym thing because that's like the secret that's kind of like over them. Yeah, yeah. And Toby tries to win her a uh, uh, doll the whole time, then he finally does, and she's like, "Oh, don't you have a daughter?" <laughs> and he's like dang it and then she's like oh I wanted to spend time with you where have you been <laughs> oh my god! yeah I love that moment it's like to- classic it Toby pretty much sums up Toby's relationship with Pam and then so Pam admits <laughs> to kissing Jim and then he freaks out and uh, him and his brother Kenny um, they have to sell the jet skis yeah. to pay for the Roy. damage and uh, yeah well no they did they not? What? I thought... It's worse. It's worse than that. I think so. Like, oh, they had to sell think... the jet ski, so they used the money because they had to use that yeah. get that money for something else to pay for like a bill or something, and then they had to use that money to pay for the. Like I got, I got the impression the reason Kenny was upset, he said, like, kind of took a bath on the jet skis, meaning they had to sell them or like they were kind of totaled out or something, so they couldn't. Like they basically just got like a really low insurance claim. So maybe they, when they bought the jet skis, maybe they were like, I don't know, $15,000 each, but because of whatever happened, they only got like 1200 or something like that. Yeah, exactly. So they, they're, they're expecting to get a lot more money, but yeah. because of the circumstances, maybe they were drunk when they crashed. Cause then something. he comes out it's like, shit, we only got this much little money. And so then they use that, just that little money they got from the jet skis right. to pay off the cops. Yep. So now they have nothing. Yep, yep. I'm gonna kill Jim. <laughs> like, 
oh, it's such a great ending. I like, I love it. Gosh, it's so good. And I, I really like... Oh, my God, um, that's so funny because that's also such a J.J. Abrams thing to do, like, end the episode on, like, oh, yeah. a mystery box. <laughs> like a yeah. like a cliffhanger it's like the most cliffhanger it's been like since the finale you know even even that that was like not even as big as that like that was like whoa i'm gonna kill jim halpert like and you know how like aggressive he can be just from what he just did <laughs> uh, man love it so uh yeah so then basically the next episode picks up right right off from there yeah and uh the next day, yeah, he's been he's he's Pretty out there much. pacing, kind of waiting for for Jim. To, I don't know if he's waiting for he's waiting for Jim to leave, right? I think that's what it is. Yeah, either that or he's sort of like working himself up to go up. Well, because it's like someone else popped in, or like someone else popped out, like Stanley or something, and then he kind of like looks like he's about to charge, and then he doesn't, and then oh yeah, you're right, and also because like Jim's kind of I think like he's waiting for him to lingering. fight out there. Yeah, yeah, and Jim's obviously like taking a long time because he's talking to Pam at reception. So right, well, no, no, yeah, he's with Karen right. actually. I think. Oh right, he's with Karen at Karen's desk. Yeah. No, Karen's at his yeah, desk. Yeah. Karen's at his desk, trying to get him to go to a movie. Right. Uh, he just wants to watch the Philly game. <laughs> uh. <laughs> like you're so boring. Yeah, and then yeah, then finally Roy gets impatient and just comes in, and then it's it's like that's yeah. such quick like thing where you look at pam like the camera hits the pam and she's like oh no like yeah that yeah that bit of camera works and great. then she's like and then you hear her scream roy and you know and then all of a sudden it's really quickly out of nowhere dwight comes out and pepper sprays <laughs> so who's laughing now <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for, for years i've brought weapons to the office and for years i've been made fun of for it <laughs> so yeah that one's uh that's a great little interesting cold open because you're like wow that's uh yep. very very action heavy yeah just cut straight to the chase yeah. you know we're not gonna be sitting around all episode wondering what's gonna happen with jim and yeah. roy yeah so that would be kind of annoying i think <laughs> right right um so then you kind of hear from toby what happened oh well roy was obviously fired and uh you know and he's not pressing charges right or something something like that it's like so basically kind of just jim isn't yeah, yeah jim isn't pressing charges and uh, so then at that point, um, oh yeah, Jim tries to make the, he tries to thank him with all the little gifts and Dwight keeps like rejecting all the gifts. <laughs> oh yeah. He's like, I can see the little bear on it. And he's like, oh, didn't actually think he noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then this is also the episode where Michael and Daryl, well, Daryl wants to get a raise first. So he asks him for a raise. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's when Michael, uh, inadvertently reveals he is very underpaid and, and wearing a woman's suit. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> mysterious. <laughs> oh my god, that's a woman's suit. <laughs> Pam, she's like <laughs> confirms it immediately. Um, and I love how like when he sticks his butt out, he's like, "Yeah, I thought that was weird. There are no pockets." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, yeah, that's hey, really you know, funny. it was in a big, it was in a bin. Every people were just rummaging, <laughs> just grabbing stuff. Yeah, so this, so this one's good too because you get um, Michael. Well, yeah, because he's like, I'm bringing Daryl, and she's like, from the warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, No, you're bringing Toby. He's like, No, I'm. <laughs> oh man, and that, that that's good when they actually do negotiate the raise. Um, in well, uh, first of all, 
the drive up to New York, I love that we get a little bit of the three of them in Daryl's truck. Yeah. Like very briefly where <laughs> it's just like, he's like, I got a cousin up here. Let's see if I can stay with them. I'm like, well, where would, where would we, how would we get home? It's like, y'all can stay. <laughs> and my, Michael, or it's like Toby could say what Michael can't or something. Yeah. Like y'all can say, well, not you, Mike. You can't. Yeah, I don't it's know. Not enough, it's not enough. Like, like he's like, oh, cool, thanks. He's like, oh, it's not that much room or something like that. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> a tight squeeze. Yeah. Um, <laughs> tight squeeze. Yeah. This, <laughs> so this one's really good. This because, uh, you know, he gets his raise, but he does it. You know, it's like Jan's trying to like subtly explain, okay, if you ask for this much, I can give you this much. He's like, but I said, you yeah. said this much. And he's like. He, like even after he she she says that he still <laughs> but you just said fifteen percent. <laughs> she puts her head down on her yeah, hands. It's really funny. So that's another good, just kind of quick, look quick one. That's kind of just a funny one. That uh, well, kind of cinch like based on one central thing. Yeah, it like most of the drama was at the beginning of the episode, and then from there it's mostly about Michael getting a raise. Um, I don't even know if Daryl gets a raise. <laughs> hmm, I'm, I bet he yeah, does. Yeah, I'm sure he does. It's just, I feel like they don't really secure it. It's like while he's in the middle of his, he's like, I make more than you, Mike. <laughs> I almost make as much <laughs> as you or something like that. Um, all right. So the next one's uh, episode 20, uh, safety training, um, which is the, the classic uh, Michael on top of the building. Oh, yes. Dwight, you ignorant yes. slut. <laughs> <laughs> I think the second performance, uh, you know, was a little bit better than the first, uh, but <laughs> yeah, it's super funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is great. I mean, it's like that. Specifically, that line uh, is like one of the funniest references. Michael, he he, like kind of makes a, re- a comedy reference his own. Right. Um, in this case, SNL, and it's like funnier than the original. <laughs> I love, yeah, so, I love all his references to SNL. Like when he meets Mr. Bill. Hey, remember Mr. Bill? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, whoa, no. He always, Mr. Bill. He always gets rolled over by things. And, <laughs> <laughs> and Mr. Bill's just like, huh. Yeah, okay. Huh. Um, it's a very gay-friendly neighborhood. Oh, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're so, okay, we're getting off track here. Uh, I'm getting off track. So in this episode, he um, kind of just kind of tries, it's once again like a prison mic situation where he's trying to prove He's trying to boost the office ego that this is a cooler place and this is a safer place or not his prison place, you know. So this is a case where he's trying to prove that the that there's actually mm-hmm. it can actually be unsafe and uh, you know it's da- more dangerous mm-hmm. than you think to be a part of the the office upstairs. It's not you know I know that uh, Daryl calls it Nerf you know Nerf ball, <laughs> wimpy Nerf life. <laughs> yeah, sitting on your biscuit. Yeah, never having to risk it. <laughs> Yeah, that's called fat butt disease. Um, that's later, but yeah, it's so funny because, like, you know, this it's a safety training basically at the beginning of the episode from uh, the guys in the warehouse, and Michael's messing around, not listening, you know, and it's real, uh, you know, real physical danger kind of stuff, you know. Uh, and then they go upstairs, and Toby talks about, you know, things that are <laughs> like, like he said, nerfy, you know, things that to them feel like, you know, the the warehouse feels like nothing, but. Uh, you know, Michael wants to prove then that they're not actually, uh, you know, it's not actually as soft as as, uh, as they may come off. Because, you know, there's people that get, yeah. you know, a lot of mental things like depression and. Uh, right. 
All that. The Baylor of the mind. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I love all the scenes where they're where they're trying to figure out. Oh, like what? What's, what about the trampoline? <laughs> <laughs> With the watermelon. I love how they test everything out with watermelons, you know. The the birth. Well, Remember the Jan's birth thing? Oh, yeah. I'm screaming, I'm screaming, I'm screaming. The Crisco. Yeah, I like in um, in the in Toby's presentation Yeah. for safety training, I like when... It's like, wow, that's a, that's a lot of breaks. Those really, really add up. <laughs> You're right. Take them at the same time. <laughs> oh, man. Toby's delivery is always so great. and like Oh, yeah. He's always so mumbly and just kind of boring. And oh, yeah. Toby's all, Toby was, like, I think my original first favorite character. Like, <laughs> I don't think, I don't even say he's my favorite now, but I'd say, like, back when I was watching the show when I was younger, like, when it was actually out, like, live. He was probably yeah. my favorite other than maybe Andy. And then Andy started going off the rails. <laughs> or the sales. Do, do, do. All right. Stales? Sales. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh. Went uh. off the sales. But, um. So the safety training episode ends where Michael, um, yeah, he's got a performance to do up up on the top part. And he's going to jump off the building and, and go into a bouncy ball. Was it? It's like the bouncy castle. The bouncy castle, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so he's making a speech with his megaphone. And, you know, Daryl, it's funny because, uh, you know, he was the one who was kind of telling him how nerfy everything is. And then he's kind of the one who has to kind of convince. Because <laughs> they first they first do it by, oh, we have a surprise for you. And then <laughs> there's no surprise. He's like, <laughs> like Dwight like gives it away. Yeah. There's. Well, yeah, and it makes sense that like, no presence. The, the person, the person that like they couldn't trick Michael out of it. You yeah, know? it's like the person that made him feel like he had to prove something. Told him, "Hey, like you've proved yourself. Yeah. Like I'm convinced. You know, what about Jan? Good you old, lo- lovely, lovely Jan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Things have been kind of weird lately. He's <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah." Uh, yeah, so Michael gets out of that one safely. Yes. I love at the end, too, where it's like the talking head, and it's like they show him like walking down, and everyone's helping him, and they're all clapping. Because <laughs> like an actual, like a real, like how it would be if someone actually was up, up about to commit suicide, oh, yeah. and they like, <laughs> at the you know, they're like, it's yeah. okay, man. And they're all clapping and happy for him. And I love that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, anything else about this? Uh, oh, that's yeah, that's what it is. Oh, this has always bothered me. Okay, between this episode and the next episode, right? Andy yeah. comes back at the end of this episode, right? But he gets he walks mm. in and he gets uh, maced by uh, Dwight. So he's like, "Hey, what's <laughs> up, guys? Good to be back," you know. And he gets maced. Next episode, he comes back again. Like for the first time, like it's one of those things where it's like I'm back, and he has his stuff with his hand in his hands. Both times he has his stuff in his hands, huh. so it's almost like he got tased or he got the tased. He got uh, maced and just left, just ran out, <laughs> and then came back with his stuff the next day or something. But like, because huh. the next episode starts where he comes in, he's like, "Oh, it's Drew. I'm Drew," you know. Yeah, so it's yeah, a little continuity right. error, I think, on that on in that error that in that sense. Mm. But I'm not really sure. I'm not sure if there was something we just missed. But um, 
it was always weird yeah. how that worked. Huh. It's kind of like that Clone Wars error where there's that one episode where <laughs> they like get past they they like they end up getting drunk or like getting like uh they end up getting poisoned. And then the next episode oh, they yeah. pretend like, "Oh, we used our Jedi powers to avoid it." But we saw them get poisoned. So I don't know. So I don't know. Sometimes these like those they just kind of forget like how an episode ended sometimes. Um but uh yeah, this one's this is a great one actually, Product Recall. Burying the lead here. That's uh that's the one where a certain cartoon uh duck is performing <laughs> unspeakable acts on a Excellent. beloved cartoon mouse. <laughs> I've never been a fan. <laughs> Oh man, this one this one's great. Another one of those just kind of funny, just you know, not like really related to the plot quite as much. Uh, it's just kind of there's a few little uh, storylines that are really uh, funny, like Jim and Andy going on the sales call, and he's dealing with his high school mm-hmm. girlfriend <laughs> that he yeah. doesn't realize yeah. he's in high school. We didn't do anything illegal. <laughs> we just knocked over some mailboxes with a few of her friends. Yeah, we get to see Andy kind of like freak out in a different way that's not just him like getting mad right it's true it's, it's like, like it's the first episode back and we really get to see him in a different light where it's like you almost feel a little bad for him but like you're also like oh man that's like yikes <laughs> like yeah um so so there's that storyline which is great which has got a lot of great jim looks to camera and kind of like wow um kind of <laughs> a lot of those moments where jim's just 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 <laughs> just trucking along with Andy on this one. Um, Andy is having a really rough day today. Um, and two words, (laughs) good luck. (laughs) I want a full ad in the end of your yearbook. Um, (laughs) yeah. And then this was the one where it ends with, uh, Jim trying to cheer up Andy, uh, with the, uh, you know, little Lion King. So kind of, you know, very similar to the, uh, the scene with Michael and Daryl, um, with his blues, except like you were saying before in the goodbye episode, that one's a little more funny. This one's just a little more like heartwarming. It's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Kind of gets, it kind of gets you back. You would, you know, gets Andy back in our, like, we kind of feel like kind of making us feel bad for him a yeah. little bit and kind of, you know, humanizing him. And more. Jim's not just a jerk. For, you know, Jim's not just a jerk. Like yeah. he can also have some empathy. He's always too. got those. He's always the one that will kind of like, He's normally a jerk on the baseline, but then he'll throw in these moments where he's really helpful and nice and will help people out, even like Dwight and stuff. So it's it's cool. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so that's that's kind of the B plot of this one. But the A plot is really about the uh, the mistake that Creed made because he's quality assurance. Quality assurance. Yeah, yeah. And the the, the obscene watermark. Um and, Debbie Brown. Uh, yeah, Creed yeah, Creed manage, manages to foist the blame onto Debbie Brown because she Real shame. was like she had like a dentist appointment or something. <laughs> Who wasn't um, there though last week? Yeah. <laughs> Which is like how the hell did he get away with that? Just, like that's, that's so what crazy. I'm saying. But... Like half the time Creed is the the idiot and half the time he is the smartest guy in the office, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He like gets a collection of money. Throws the card away, keeps the money. Oh, man, it's such a great little bit of oh yeah, his like you hearing his voiceover with the B roll of that. It's so great. Oh yeah, at the end where he throws away the card, keeps the money. 
Which is funny because it's like that's the one point where he is kind of stupid because he should have just waited, thrown away the card somewhere else. I know, right? They're all going to see that when they walk yeah. out. They're like, hey, isn't that... That is the card I just signed. <laughs> Where's the money? Yeah. Where's Creed? Right, right. <laughs> he's always like just... He's he's like... Uh, and like when he puts his name on... He switches the names on like the gifts and stuff. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's one where maybe he would be able to like get away with it because it's like... I like when... Um, Scranton Times <laughs> yeah. comes in. Chad Light, Light Us Out of Life, and Obits. Obits. <laughs> You get a you get a security clearance of eleven. Don't get excited. Don't get That's excited. Uh, years. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get excited. Um, and uh, yeah, and then then she invites um, was the, one of their most important clients, but they're all our most important mm-hmm. client, but she is the most important or something like. That. <laughs> yeah. That's just like every moment was my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So. So she comes in, uh, not very enthused, not happy. Um, he uh, he makes his little apology and he gives her a big check, which is kind of insulting because it's what five two hundred fifty reams or three months worth, whichever comes fat sooner. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like, 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 like a, a conditional, a condition. <laughs> um, yeah. And she just is having none of it. She's having zero, zero of this guy. Um, so he's like, uh, we're settled, right? And she's like, no, we're not settled. I'm very angry. Well, but, uh, we're good, right? No, uh, we're not good. You caught, you could have cost me a lot of money. It's like, but we're, but so we're square. No, <laughs> it's like, like three or four times. She says no. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She wants him to, she wants him to resign as the head of the company. Uh, and then this leads to his, uh, well, his best apology video yet. I won't resign. The SWAT team couldn't let, couldn't get me out of there. Well, <laughs> actually, <laughs> you think when Pam says that, do you think she's being extra sarcastic? Do you think she's being serious? I, I can um, never tell. I can't tell. Is she being like she's just kind of like messing with him, like, or do you think she actually believes like, wow, that's actually kind of your best one yet because you've done a lot of really crappy ones <laughs> see this is this is a great example of like how Pam it's like it's like Schrodinger's Pam <laughs> like it's both like she's both serious and mocking right and it's like it exists both ways at all times like when she's but like it's also neither when she's but, like testing yeah. Dwight um his speed like uh, I'm about the speed of a mongoose mixed with a, like, like when she's like, oh, you got to go faster if you're going to be Toby. Yeah. Is that her yeah. being extra sarcastic or is she actually like kind of like want him to kind of beat him just to be, just to, but even to kind of mess well, with him. I think that's similar, but I think that's a little bit more leaning towards the sarcastic side. Whereas yeah. with Michael, she's like, yeah, I, I agree. Cut. Cool. So yeah. So the next one is uh, women's appreciation, which is the twenty second episode, fiftieth overall of the show. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So Phyllis, you know, very, you know, very, you know, she's a married woman, uh, and she, <laughs> and she was exposed, um, unfortunately. Yikes. And uh, yeah. So. Yeah, Michael doesn't see what the big deal is. <laughs> I love when uh, he takes like does or, the dance thing and just like yeah, he's just like Creed. No, Creed doesn't see what the big deal is. Michael thinks it's hilarious. 
Just hanging brain. And then like Toby walks in just as he's doing that and he's like, What happened? And then he's like, Oh, uh, Phyllis got flashed. I don't really think that's an appropriate response. <laughs> no, Toby walks in and Michael goes, Pew! Right, right. And then and he's like, Show us your penis. <laughs> as I said that, I realized that <laughs> As that was coming, you know, as that was coming out of my mouth, I knew it was wrong. <laughs> um, but it's fine because Dwight has made sure that they added some new floodlights. Um, or they're, they're at least proposing to add new floodlights and, uh, you know, some new security cameras. And even though that might shed more light on the penises, that's a risk worth taking, I think. This episode has just evolved into <laughs> us quoting, <laughs> quoting lines and we're not even getting them right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. oh, yeah. God. anyways this is about a women's seminar that michael leads <laughs> because he feels yeah, he just wants to show women that he feels the need they're appreciated so yeah so they uh they go to the mall go to the mall because he feels like that's you know where women love to be i guess i think the best part of this episode is when Michael and the ladies are walking in the mall and they're eating the frozen yogurt and he's like, God, I can't believe this frozen yogurt doesn't have any calories. <laughs> Michael, who said this doesn't have any calories? Yeah, exactly. And then he's like, what's a pap smear? And then Pam's like, all right, let's like... <laughs> okay, is it, changing topics. Is it topics. pap smear or pap smear? <laughs> he's like yeah. he's like trying to ask him like at the word, like how it's like pronounced. Oh, God. That's pretty cringy right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he's like, you know what? Go to Victoria's Secret. I'm going to buy underwear for all of you. <laughs> it's just like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So this this was the one I always get confused that you actually you do too with uh, yeah, the one season two um, with uh, boys and girls. Boys and girls with where Jan is holding a a meeting with the women. Yeah. About- and Michael and Padge or Pudge. Pudge. Madge. Yeah, no, it's always been mad. <laughs> um, Pudge. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that, it is weird how we get these mixed up, even though this one is just strictly, like, it's just strictly women's appreciation. Right. right. And it's because Phyllis got flashed, whereas, like, the boys and girls one is, like, very different. It, like, right. starts out as, like, a women's seminar, and then, like, Michael gets jealous, so he does his own thing, and then it's, like... I don't know, but yeah, it's like I guess it's like just women because... sitting around a table talking about women issues. That's the only that's yeah, the, that's, the, the, that's the through why. line. Yeah, 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 totally. It could, but and and Jan because Jan comes up at the end of this. Well, one, yeah, exactly because right? Jan led the first one, and then this one Jan yeah. is like the the thing they all connect about. Like, oh, well, let's help Michael with his problem with Jan. That's the one thing that we can all kind of talk about together without it being awkward. Because <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Yeah. So, and it like kind of just naturally comes up, and it's like really the details are. I'm unhappy when I'm dark. with her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, go back. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Boops. Not not so great. <laughs> yeah. It's... No, no. Well, the her other chesticles, like yeah. Um... <laughs> also, it's a small moment, but when they're parking and Mary oh my like. Gosh. Crunches the car. Don't think she's gonna oh, make God. it. Oh, wow. like, that's so oh, great. Yeah, and they actually did that. Like, <laughs> oh, they did. They did. Like, yeah, for yeah, yeah. They, they actually just had her like 
<laughs> ruin that oh, side of the car. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. It's like, why not, right? Yeah, so anything, I guess, like, oh, this is, okay, end of the episode. This is what leads to yeah. the end of the episode, which is they have a discussion about Jan and about how he's unhappy with her, and they're like, well, break yeah. up with her. And so he gives her a call, leaves her a message. Yep, the old, the good old-fashioned way to good break old up message. with someone. Um, Just leave him a message. And uh, as he's finishing the message, well, uh, she's she just shows up in the office. So, <laughs> uh, so we get that. Yeah. We, it's funny because he's like, "All right, all right, buddy." buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gosh. And then she shows. And up. I love that you can hear that. All right, buddy. When she's listening, yeah, to it, she's like, like yeah. <laughs> Because so she kind of takes the phone away to like close it, and so you can like hear. I don't know. It's right. Just, I really like how they did that. Yeah. Oh man. And then she's just very hurt after that and leaves, and we don't see her again yep. for a little bit. Um. And uh, Michael's rid of Jan for the time being. Yes, he's he's kind of single again, but in a in a better way than than the past, mm. where it felt like a well, this girl just didn't like you, so she broke up with you. It's like well. In this case, he kind of he kind of ended it with the hand. If you think about it, you know the Seinfeld, the kind of Seinfeld joke. <laughs> he had hand when he ended this, so he was on the upper hand. So the next episode is, uh, which I always think is a two parter, but it's not, is Beach Games. Yeah, yeah, me too. Like, it just feels way longer than than just twenty two minutes. I guess they cram a lot in there. Yeah, they That's cram a lot. Cram a lima ding dong, pam a lima ding dong. Um, I don't know why I said it. it. Just sounded like when you said cram, it just kind of <laughs> reminded me of that. Um, so David Wallace calls and says Michael is a candidate for the opening position, you know, at corporate. Um, which, unbeknownst to him at this point, Jim and Karen are also in the running. Uh, we don't find this out till later in the episode, but uh, well, I don't think they are at that point. Well, they're well. Okay, I think I think you're right. You're right. I think Jim. And Karen comes, especially Karen. Karen comes in last. She, because you see her actually have a phone call with David Wallace. But I think Jim had had a com. He had a call between Michael and Karen or something to to go for the position. Yeah. So uh, I think they both. I think they both made the phone call. Like I think Jim made the phone call right before Karen. And then he's like, "Okay, here's Karen." Yeah. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. So, well, the, so what I said was still right. Just. <laughs> Yeah, it was yeah. technically between Karen and, and Michael, but um, yes. you're right though. <laughs> um, so, like, yeah. So this one's great because he basically sets up this beach day, this day at the beach, um, a la Survivor. Uh, very, very reminiscent. <laughs> yeah. Lots of shots, and uh, though I love the way this episode, you know, Harold Ramis. I love the way he directs it to kind of fit the Survivor uh, look and feel, and like, you know, because <laughs> exactly. I love it too when they're like. You know, fifteen people. You know, one one winner. You know, and then and then Oscar's like, what? You know, like the way like the way they show the shots, and it's exactly <laughs> like Survivor, and then it ends with like Oscar being like, what? <laughs> or it's like, or or it's Angela or someone. So they're basically just like confused at what he's talking about. It, it, but you know, it looks like the beginning of the Survivor. So that's really funny. I really liked um, yeah. the sumo suits. Is really funny, and Andy floating away. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I was with yeah. a group called Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> and then he's talking to, you know, the Angela thing where he's like, go find somebody and tell them, or what is it? The way he says it is so funny. The, the, the verbiage, like. 
look at what I'm doing and go tell someone yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we get a lot of good, funny, you know, hot dog eating contests. Hey, hey Pam, can you heat up these 800 hot dogs in the next 10 minutes? <laughs> yeah, we get some nice CGI fire. Um, oh, yeah. And I always like when an episode it like takes place in the course of a day and it goes from like day to night. Right. I don't know. It's just kind of cool to see like, and then, but then it's like, you know, I think the beginning of the episode was probably like the day before, you know, or a couple days before. Yeah. I wonder if like, um, because Michael probably wanted some time to plan the beach day in between when he was like, got the word about the job. Right, right, right. But still, it's the the majority of the episode is just that one day. So yeah, yeah, and they of course they sing on the bus before they get there. Yeah, Flintstones. <laughs> well, my he does that so <laughs> yeah, well. right. It's yeah, it's great end of the episode. Um, but uh, yeah, this is an episode where Pam she crosses the uh, coals, gets up the courage then to, well, kind of like. Say what she feels. Yep. She gets all serious. Very serious. She gets real with everyone. <laughs> and I love that. Especially Jim. I love after that, after all that happens, and, and then Michael's just like, that was amazing, Pam, but we're still liking someone with a sales background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he thought that she was like saying or doing all that to like <laughs> sort of impress. Like, it's like yeah. um, no. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Oh gosh, yeah, yeah, that one's great. And then, and then Dwight falling on like Dwight like curling up on the coals. <laughs> yeah, and I love like the little Easter egg of the um the joke of the aristocrats. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's it's a joke format um that is popular with comedians because they try to like see who can one up each other and make like the worst joke or like the mo- the filthiest <laughs> right. joke, right? The dirtiest. And so like the whole point of the joke is to the 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 story is about this like really gross thing and it's so disgusting that you get the audience all worked up that they're like they forget it's even a joke and then like the punchline is that the name of this act that's so gross is the aristocrats and it's like the joke is that it's this really fancy name for such a disgusting act um and like dwight's (laughs) dwight's version that's just basically it it's basically what i just said which is like tearing apart the joke like you're not making the joke he's just like so the this family went into a talent agent's office and they said we have an act for you and it's really, really disgusting. And the talent agent said, what's your act? And they said, it's the aristocrats. <laughs> like you can just, cause it like kind of the, the camera like goes off to Pam. And so it's like fading away. It's like, it's, I don't know. It's just, I didn't, before I knew about that joke, I just like, didn't really get. Do you think that was but... like what they were going for? Or are you thinking that's just your interpretation? No, that's definitely the uh, reference. Oh, okay. Because, that's what that's like the history of the joke. It's like, got it, got it. It's 
It just sounds yeah, kind of confusing, this, but like I kind of get it. <laughs> well, there's. It's because I explained it so poorly. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, I, I think I understand what you're talking about, but maybe it's like maybe it's just because I don't know the reference, so I'm like, I need to like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I explained the reference so poorly. <laughs> um, there's a documentary called The Aristocrats that uh, okay talk, talks about it, like talks to comedians and like the history of this joke. And, so it was Dwight. On the coals, that that was an aristocrat's joke. Like, no, 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 Dwight. It was Dwight, like the talent show portion or something. Right before Pam walking across the coals, right. Dwight starts to tell this joke, and then the camera like leaves him. Oh, and I looks see. at Pam, and then goes over to Pam who walks over the coals, and then it like comes back to Dwight, and he's finishing the joke. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Got it, yeah. Okay. That makes so sense. I, I, yeah, I, I basically botched every part of that uh, relation to you because I <laughs> messed up when in the is show it, it was and the, yeah, the, the joke. Is it kind of similar to the Benihana Christmas where they're like, where you hear the end of a, of a Andy story about like, oh, and can you believe it that even after all that time she didn't like me and, and then Jim's like. No, I, or yeah, I do believe that, or something like that. Yeah, I do believe that she wouldn't like you. You remember that? Like, it's like the beginning of the scene starts with Andy ending a story, and then it's like if you listen to the joke, it's like hilarious because yeah. it basically sounds like you can get the idea that Andy was like visiting this girl at a coffee shop every day, and yeah. like she still didn't like him, and that was like the, <laughs> how that was how they ended the the they thought they started the scene was him ending like his story. So, anyways. Yeah. Uh, long tangent there, but yeah, that was, this is a great, uh, great episode. Fantastic. One of the, one of the better ones, especially the out of the office ones. And it, it really dives into the, the triangle between Jim and Karen and Pam. And also even the, also the position, you know, like Dwight really wants to probably be in that spot, you know? And so it's like a mm-hmm. big thing for him. So all right, we'll move on to the finale, uh, which is the 24th and 25th episodes, two-parter, called The Job. Yeah, um, yeah, this is the two-parter. Directed by Ken Quapis and written by Paul Lieberstein and Michael Schur. Yeah, so this is where um, a, lot of, a lot of things happen, you know, in, in various uh, stages. You know, we have Michael um, going in, to interview for the job and not off to a great start. (laughs) Um, As soon as he finds out more information about the job, which typically like you go into a job interview and like you have a good idea of what you're interviewing for. Right. Um, He either had no idea what Jan's job was, what like he didn't know what Jan did for Dunder Mifflin and he was like oh this job looks great this promotion looks great or he knew what Jan did and like didn't pay attention to the job he's like oh this is such an easy like I'm, this is I'm in the bag for this so like I don't even need to like look at the job description because um, he doesn't realize it's Jan's job that they're uh, looking for but now now here's a huge fault on David Wallace what is what is he thinking getting Mike because he doesn't David Wallace know that they're together or no, no, they, they're back together. Well, Cause they broke up. But when did, was it, what episode they, did Jan come back with? Like it's the beginning of the job. It must've been because, yeah, because like, seriously, like, cause they broke up two Beach episodes game, yeah. ago and then beach games. And now it's the job. And somehow they're still together during that episode. 
So yeah. yeah, when when did you? I guess it was the beginning of the job. The 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 maybe the first like the twenty fourth episode, first part of it. Oh, it's a, okay. So I'll read the after evaluating their relationship. Michael decides to repel any advances that Jan makes towards him, but instantly changes his mind and gives her a second chance once he sees her breast <laughs> enhancement. So yeah, beginning the job, of the episode, like the boob job. It's another job oh, that's oh part of the gosh, episode. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. <laughs> what? No, that's crazy. <laughs> oh man, I love it. <laughs> Yeah. It's just like the return. They always have double meaning. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> great titles. Love it. Yeah, so cool. Yeah, so Michael and Jim and Karen all travel together. Uh what what does he say? Uh <laughs> Caravan. Caravan, yeah. The old moon people from the from... <laughs> How would you moon us if you're driving? <laughs> Cruise control, right? No, as you I forgot what you said. Yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, so they, they go to it's kinda like Jim and Karen's last little uh you know, bit stretch of time together as they go to New York and you kind of, they're kind of, you know, talking about the relationship and kind of like, well, if one of us gets the job, we should probably move here. You know, would you move with me kind of thing? And it seems like Karen's a little more committed because Jim doesn't really give her an answer when <laughs> he's like, you know, she's like, you, you know, we can't stay here. Right. And he's like, yep, I know. And then they just like, they just like cross the street. And then that's all you hear of that conversation. Yeah, um, very avoiding avoidancy. Yeah, he's avoid he's avoiding. Very, very, yeah, yeah. Which is like <laughs> again, like keeping in with this like passive aggressive kind of tendency that they both have. Now, I think it is good that he's not pranking her, right? <laughs> uh, because that would be really shitty if he was like, "Oh, totally," and then like. Oh look, this house that I said we were getting together was a prank. Ha ha! No, right, right. Everyone hates you now, Jim. No, he's just being wishy-washy and avoiding uh, what he truly wants. And um, I think it's it's handled pretty well that like the scene that you just described is like a good warning sign yeah. for that. But like they also show them having fun together. Yeah. It's so honestly, it's like you have no really you have no idea which way it's gonna it go. It feels kind of like the like like Jessica and Andy later on. Like you assume that they sh- on paper they mm. seem right together, and yeah. it's like well it seems yeah. like she brings the best out of him and compared to like other people. But like you know, but then like for example, Andy's heart was really with Aaron, even though Aaron compared to Jessica, I think wouldn't have been as good for him as a like it just in terms of like the person Aaron is compared to the person Jessica is, it seemed like Jessica would have kept him a little more grounded. Same with Karen, like in terms of like, you know, they're so different. They're all so different, you know? So it's kind of this, but it's that thing where that's where their heart lies, you know? And so in this case, he, you know, I mean, Karen on paper seemed kind of almost better for him sometimes, but, uh, you know, there's actually this theory that the end, that during this episode, when he has that conversation with Kevin, that's the conversation that actually puts him over the edge and makes him decide to to do well. Wait, but basically he's what? like, "Well, get back to me with it and let me know." And he's like, "We'll do." But there's like the theory that there's like a scene that we didn't see where it's like he gave him a list of everything and that kind of sparked something. <laughs> and I was like, everything he thought about kind of was like that, you know, it just kind of popped up to him in that moment to kind of make him decide a hundred percent. Cause it seemed like he was yeah, kind of just debating I mean, it the whole time. Like he didn't seem like he was leaning any, 
I think that's really dumb. <laughs> I didn't say it was a good theory. I just said it was a theory I, I read online. But even even as like a th- I'm just going to go ahead and shoot this theory okay. down because <laughs> we see explicitly what changes Jim's mind. Like they show it to us. You right. Know? So the, yeah. it would be dumb for there to be like another scene where like Kevin gives him this list and like I mean sure well, I yeah it was that it was the note from the secretary Jim, like you know that was like the that yeah it's so you're right I'm totally with you that's just something I thought was kind of funny that people talk about <laughs> yeah I just I agree though that you're right it makes the way they wrote it actually makes more sense than the theory so and it's just I mean it's I love and it's better love, you know I love theories I love good th- even if they're wacky it's just like if they don't hold water yeah logically it's like well yeah if they don't hold koi pond then <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah so basically we've got the the interviews that they've got going but uh Michael's he's he's the first one that we get and his doesn't really mm-hmm. go that well because um, nope. Well, he's just, first of all, his interviewing, his just skills are not that good. But then secondly, he tells Jan <laughs> about what's happening. And then she goes into the office and freaks out. Yeah, we get a great scene yeah. uh, between Jan and David Wallace. And Michael's kind of hiding <laughs> behind the door. And he even um, makes it, he's like fighting, he's like, he like says something against David Wallace. And David has this face like, what? <laughs> and he's like... Oh, sorry, you know, and pops back oh, behind the desk yeah. behind, or behind the, the wall. Yeah, so Michael's out. Uh, he It takes him, it, it, believe it or not, he doesn't even realize it yet. It takes him until, uh, you know, he's helping Jan out with her box of things, her fired box. Right. And he's like, so I guess I'll... Uh, just let me know about the job. Yeah. I think we're going to go <laughs> a different like, way. I think, yeah, different direction. And uh, Michael still doesn't get it. He still thinks I'm being hired, but, uh, you know, maybe some different ideas. And he's like, we're not giving you (laughs) He just says it directly. (laughs) Yeah. And Michael's like, oh, well, you know what? (sighs) You know, I should probably... His condo on eBay. ...withdraw (laughs) because uh, wouldn't be good... Wouldn't be a good boyfriend. Right. Yeah. To take my girlfriend's job, so I withdraw. But now he has to go back and get his house back that he sold on eBay. Still sold got in my record times. They still got my sales position, right? That's all I ever wanted. <laughs> and then um, in the meantime, Dwight is painting the office acting black. Acting manager. He's very yeah, yep. acting manager. So so yeah. So then you know we don't see much of Karen's interview, um, which is fine. And I think it's like, you know. And we see that she's like, like she's not bad at interviewing or anything, but it's like I, you never really think like she's gonna. Well, get it's like it. he gets I, a- I she like. gets asked about Michael, and then she's like, it would be a disaster, and then you pretty much just see her during the fight when Jan comes in and yells at him, but you don't really, you know, so yeah. you don't really get to see her yeah, answers. That's it. Um, and then with Jim, he's just like all over the place, like friendships, you know? And so he, he doesn't yeah. really, he obviously isn't like into it or anything. And he's thinking about Pam the whole time. So, yeah. Yep. And, um, at the end we have a surprise. We right? do, yeah. We don't see, but we don't see the mystery applicant, but, uh, Ryan Howard has taken that MBA and he's, 
Shoved it right up corporate's <laughs> inbox. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, you and me, Kelly, we're done. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's such a great ending. Yeah, that one's great. And it's great when Michael comes back and he's just like, why is my office black? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's great. Uh, and I'll be back. And I am back. For good. It's like it sounds like a vampire there for a second. I just yeah, I like how it all kind of comes together, and then you've got uh, Pam saying her little talking head about Jim and you know all that stuff, and then of course you've mm-hmm. got uh, the B the B roll of Jim walking through New York. And you're not really sure what's going on, like what he's doing, if he's leaving, if he's coming back to screen, you know what he's if he's yeah. So you're just kind of not sure what's going on, but then of course at the end you get to. Him interrupting her, which is uh, yeah, pretty cool. I really like that moment, you know, where he's like, "Hey, you want to go on a date?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, sure, yes." <laughs> and it's cool because, like, you see yeah. him driving alone, but it's not totally clear because, like, Karen early, earlier, Karen said she was like meeting up with friends, and so it's like, yeah, it definitely just seems like. It doesn't, it seems like he's just like going, it's like, he's still thinking. And then all of a sudden he, there he is and he's already decided. And it's like, yeah, it's really cool. And like immediately satisfying. Oh, yeah. yeah. The job, many, uh, many double meanings. Yeah. They, they did a good job. Great stuff. Great stuff. Love this whole season. One of my favorite seasons. Um, it's really the, yeah, me too. you know, like I said, the second season feels more like, okay, you're just getting to know the people, this core group group in the office, but this season really expands. You get more of corporate, you get more of, you know, other branches. It pushes even more the boundaries of the, all the, all the relationships within the office. So yeah, we get that cliffhanger with Pam and Jim finally going out on a date. Yeah. Exactly. And Ryan doing his thing. You're like, oh, well, are we going to get to see more corporate now because of Ryan? And his personality completely changes. This is his first personality change of the show. We, <laughs> yeah, the first yeah, of many. First of like six. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we'll, we'll, have, we'll probably have a whole episode on Ryan and his transformation, the whole show, maybe Ryan and Kelly. and uh, But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, so third season in the books. Yeah. It's actually... Compared to other seasons, it's it's long. It's very long. I agree with that. And that is what you're saying. <laughs>